what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. June 28th, 2019. Episode 85. That's what we should do. You should do one part of it and I'll do the other and we'll just mix up who does what. All right. I mean, you got you to gotta mix it up and keep it interesting, right? Keep it real. Can't do the exact same thing every week. Maybe at the end I'll say smash the like button. That's my line. Oh, okay. What's going on, Scotty? Not much, man. I'm just ready for some uh, flat track racing. I didn't get any flat track fix last weekend. I'm ready for Lima. Yeah, the one that was going to go on was actually rained out, right? Yeah, Terre Haute was going to happen. It was a Steve Nace race, an all-star national flat track series race, and it rained out. I actually, at the last second, I, or well, actually on Wednesday, I wasn't going to go. They were going to use somebody that, that was local because of the chance of rain. And then Friday at about noon, when we pat, posted our podcast, actually, it was rained out. So, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of people didn't drive all the way up there or down there or where they're coming from to go there. But uh, unfortunately, it was canceled due to rain. So that stinks. Well, have no fear, Scotty, because this weekend you're going to get your fill of flat track. That's true. For me, it's Lima. But for other people, yeah. there's a race in Greenville on Friday night and on Sunday, usually, that Robbie Bobby McClendon puts on. And Stevie Smith is back. <laughs> Wait, Stevie Smith is back? That's right. She's is she's racing that race this weekend? She's racing at Greenville, which is a similar track to Lima. It's a yeah. half mile. It's pea gravel. That's the similarities. I, I've never ridden either one of them, so I couldn't tell you if the tracks were that much like going around the track. But Stevie's coming out of retirement. She's going to dust her leathers off. She dusts off the motorcycle, and she's going to ride. If I wasn't going to Southwick, I'd, I'd go to that race because it's closer you're than gonna, Lima. You're going to go play some motocross again? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're paying me. I'm going to keep going. Okay, I, I'll let it slide then. <laughs> Got to figure out how to pay for this somehow, right? I guess so. It looked like a pretty big week also for the Super Hooligans. Yeah. So uh, Andy Debrino won another race. So he's won the last two. Cops won the first four. So they're the only two winners so far in that Super Hooligan series. And it looks like they're having a blast everywhere they go. The Cop and Debrino show all year. I love it. It's good stuff. Seems like it. Seems yeah. like it. So uh, Debrino's been pretty consistent. So it's going to be a points battle all the way to the end. I got to tell you, whoever the hell is doing those wrap-up videos, I want to find them in person and give them the fattest high five I've ever given another human being. Well, maybe you will, because I think there's going to be a battle on the beach in Daytona at the what? end of the year. Are they still? I know that was up in the air. At, that was up in the air. So right now it's still on the schedule. So there's one in Huntington Beach, and there's supposed to be one in Daytona Beach. So uh, we'll have to see. Speaking of things that we've talked about in the past that we're bringing back, uh, the guy who made Fast and Left, Evan. Uh, Evan Sin. Yeah, that we talked yep. about. That we had did an episode with earlier. He's going to be in line this weekend. I told him to find you, and you guys needed to take a selfie this weekend. So make that happen. Yeah, he, he reached out to me, and I told him, I said, most of the time I'm in the very middle of the track. But I said, if I ever come across or if you see me beforehand, holler at me, stop me, do whatever you got flag me down so yeah he reached out to me so i'd love to meet him in person i like what he's doing with that movie yeah yeah it's, there's a new trailer that he released this week for that movie so every time you put something out there regarding that movie it just makes me want to see it more and more and even if it's just like an hour of badass flat track footage on a red camera i'm down to watch that all day long yeah it's exciting i you know it's it's good to get a new perspective for you know because i've been working with you know the same production crew you know for the most part 
for a long time, but to get a, a different perspective from a fan that's just coming into the racing, it will be a whole different view of, of how flat track racing happens. So I'm excited to see it as well. Well, let's get to this preview then because, man, there's a lot to talk about heading into Lima. And it is one of the premier events for flat track, right? I mean, this this is one that flat track fans are like marking on their calendar before the start of the season, right? Well, it's so exciting, Carter, because the racing is so good. You cannot really follow anybody. Maybe if you, you can on the straightaways, it's not so bad. But if you're behind anybody in the corners, you get roosted, and it's like throwing out a parachute. You're not going to pass anybody. You're not going to go anywhere. So that's why the racing is so good. There's so many different lines develop. I just watched a, a video that Brad Baker put out earlier this week. He was going in up against the hay bales oh, in turn man, number one, squaring so off the corner, yeah. coming off in turn number two was awesome. And yeah. that's just... That's just when he when he just dominated the Lima race, and, yeah. and it can be done. Yeah, I don't know if anybody will dominate again, but there's gonna be some good racing, that's for sure. I definitely remember it in the production truck during these races being one of the most frustrating races because you can't see number plates, you can't see who the hell's who. It's just like mud caked on everybody's face and on their front of their plates and on the front of their bikes and everything. Um, it's I brutal, do, and but it's fun to watch. That's, that's one of the races I really wanted you to get out of the semi for and just go up and stand <laughs> by the fence and just, just feel I did it, it and just and hear it. And you did it. Yeah. And you had badass. a huge smile on your oh, face, dude. man. I remember that. That's even thinking about it now. It's badass. I and it was like the middle of practice and I just literally walked out of the truck. It was, but it was awesome. And it's something you never forget, right? The first time you put your face up against that that fence and watch them watch them go by turn one. It was pretty badass. And uh, for anybody who's never experienced it that's anywhere close to that track make sure you make your way out there this weekend it's it's one that you don't want to miss for sure and and you know having having been fortunate enough to see two seasons of every single race that that's this was one i looked forward to every single year absolutely so you got to go check it out it's so much better in person but the, the racing is gonna be great on fans choice it's gonna be great on uh nbc sn but uh let's start picking the winners I'm, i mean I'm, I'm on a roll right now you so, are on a roll uh what class do you want to start with you're starting to build a little reputation you can't can't ruin it with a with a missed pick this week i'm not trying to jinx you or anything I know. I'm starting to sweat right now. So have you been taking notes, or you just kind of wing this one? What? You know what? What? I've got. Oh boy, I've he's got my notepad right here, and it is, it is full. He's showing me the that's, notepad that's, right now. That's just Lima notes, right Holy now. That's moly. just Lima. That's, that's just Lima. Note. All right. So, so in the singles class, yeah. I was blown away last year by how Shayna rode, and she was fast right out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody was, was blown the... away by Shayna last year, right? Like. That was Nobody on the Husqvarna. That. Yeah, it was it was impressive. If she can unload that fast on the KTM, she might be hard to beat. The advantage she has, her lightweightness is usually only good on a mile. Mm-hmm. But it kind of seemed like maybe she's skimming across the top of the rocks. Like when you're water yeah. skiing, you're, you're skimming across the top of the water. So uh, Shane is going to be up there for sure. I actually think Mikey Rush could go three for three, three wins in a row. And I think that'd be awesome because that'd be on three totally different racetracks. Um Another rider that might give him give him some fits, Dan Bromley. He's struggling a little bit this year, yeah. according to his standards. I mean, not I'd be happy with his finishes, but he needs to get better starts. If he can get some good starts, he's from Pennsylvania. They got cushions up there. He could be up there battling for the win. But I think I'm gonna have to go with the uh, the 15. How do you think Jan? How do you think Janish is gonna do on this track? Janish should do very well. I'm looking back at last year's results, and he didn't make the main for whatever reason. I can't, mm. I, I, I can't think right now why he didn't. I can't remember if he had mechanical or if maybe he didn't go. But you know, he should have been in the main event. So, I, I, I don't know. Kevin Stallings also goes good there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those tracks, dude. That like, oh, it, what? I got I got one more wild card. What? 
Dalton Gauthier is going to be up there too because he is not scared to twist the throttle. No, I mean, and he hasn't been there the past two two years. But I mean, when he was he was going pretty well in there when he was racing Lima, if I remember correctly. And you know, he's got a nice horse under under him now. So, um, you know, he's always a factor. He's any, anytime there's there's a race and he's in it, you got to watch out. Right on. And he's riding with Robbie Bobby, so I'm sure he's going to be at Greenville. Maybe he'll get to ride Friday night there at Greenville. You know, that's what I'm saying. He's riding up to Ohio with Robbie yeah. Bobby, so he's probably going to get to ride Friday night. So he'll get to, you know, get the cobwebs off if he's been having any cobwebs on for uh, a pea gravel track. So Cobwebs uh, on Gautier? What? On, on, on pea gravel tracks. That's okay. All. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Production twins. It's been a little while. So, uh, Corey Texter, he's gone three for three so far. He's won all three rounds. Kel Copeman's sitting out. I just got, uh, I saw on social media earlier this week that he's skipping this round and maybe a few other rounds. So, yeah. uh, Copeman's out of the mix. I think Corey can actually go four for four. Four, for the four, four. But don't count out Revan Ryan Barnes. He's Ooh. a Pennsylvania kid. He's been running in the big boy class the, the last few years. Um, he can give Corey some fits, but I think it's going to be Corey Texter to take home the W. Four, 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 huh? Is that an area code, or what are you trying to tell it me? It could be, I guess, but it's four, four, four. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think it's Colby Carlisle takes it this weekend in Lima. Yep. All right. Let's talk about the premier class, then. Who's it going to be? Man, this is... I, I got to go with Briar. I think it's Briar. Okay. Well, it could be. He won a couple years ago. Jared won last year and yeah. led every lap and won by 2.7 seconds. So that's a huge victory. Um, Carver's going to be up there. Carver looked like he found his mojo. Henry Wiles can be up there. Bronson can be up there with the, our most recent winner. But I'm going to have to go with Jared Meese. Yeah. I mean, he did dominate there last year. He probably gets to ride that track. You can't you can't ride the racetrack at least I think it's two or three weeks in advance and I was just there three weeks ago and no motorcycles could even go around the racetrack. They had the announcer's tower was actually out in turn number one, so he hasn't ridden that racetrack. I promise you, he's he's already there probably, mm -hmm. but he hasn't ridden that track yet. So I'm gonna have to go with Meese. Of course, I would love to see uh, Pearson or Carver, uh, another a different rider, get up there and mix it up. I would love to see Bronson go back to back wins after now he got his first one out of the way. And, uh, you know, Breyer's going to be up there as well. Breyer is going to get another podium for sure. I don't know if I... I said Breyer right out of the gate because I think I want him to win. But, you know, after hearing you go on that rant... I mean, he was Meese was so dominant there last year. Nobody was even close. 2.7 seconds. That's a long ways on a half mile. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess another rider like a Carver could show up and just trying to prove a point and just come to race. But I, I don't know. I don't see anybody beating me. And, you know, he didn't make that main event, or he could, didn't even race in the main event last, so he lost some major points there. So he's going to be looking to redeem himself there. That's true. <sighs> so, just looking at the finishing order from last year, Meese won, Carver was second, Wiles was third, Briar was fourth last year, and Brad was fifth. So, yeah. uh, it's any of those guys... Um, and you never know, you might throw the Harley guys in there. Sammy is not scared to ride a motorcycle wide open all the way around the racetrack. And then Vandercoy, this is his home track. When he's finished a national this year, he's finished fourth. So I know he's really hungry for a podium. You never know. I mean, that's why we race. I know it. Who are we going to talk to this week? You want to call up Jared Meese? Nah. <laughs> Let's call somebody else. Uh, you want to call Kenny Tolbert? We can try him. He probably won't answer because he doesn't know your number, but he might. He might think it's somebody 
trying to give him some money. We'll save that for another day. You, uh, you were telling me about this guy who races the Ice Series. He's like a three-time champion, uh, and he's done some flat track. I've seen, I've heard his name for sure, but I don't know a ton about him. Um, but I'd love to hear his story, Jake Mattia. All right, I like that. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. I've, I've helped him out a little bit, and he's actually helped me work on my Durango. When he was working at the motorcycle shop there, I was having issues with my right front. I think I don't know if we changed a an axle or brakes. I can't remember what we changed, but he stopped what he was doing to help me work on my Durango. And of course, I take him to lunch every time I go through. So uh, he's a three-time World Ice Racing Champion, Jake the Snake Mattia. Jake the Snake. Yeah, is this Dave Despain? Almost. I, I wish I was as cool as Dave Despain. Man, that's a, <laughs> that's an awful big compliment right there. If you're trying to give that to me or you're just messing with me. No, nah, I think you're pretty cool. So you're, you're up to that level, so I think you're cool. Ooh, man, you're you're now my new favorite guest. So you, you know you just surpassed Graham, right? So you're up there. You're up there on the totem pole. Wow. I feel, uh, feel lucky now. Well, you, you better. So what have you been up to, man? I've seen you since the uh, ice races. What have you been doing? Well, just been working, uh, doing the HVAC thing right now in uh, Minneapolis. So it's keeping me busy. I got to gotta pay the bill somehow. But, uh, yeah, Minneapolis is super, super busy right now, and uh, I'm happy about that. So HVAC, so heat and air and all that fun stuff, is that what that is? Yep, we do a lot of, like, custom houses and uh, some apartment buildings and so all all kinds of air conditioning furnaces uh, and saw a lot of duct work and it's not bad work. I actually kind of enjoy it. So I can't just stop by and take you out to lunch when I come through Minneapolis or I just got to find out where you're at or what? Just find out where I'm at and uh, yeah, I'll just, I could just quit right there. We'll go out to eat and do some, something cool. You're right on. So, so do you miss working on motorcycles or are you, you digging the HVAC deal or what? I like the HVAC deal, but luckily my dad owns uh, a motorcycle dealership right in Minneapolis and, uh, so usually after I, I leave work, I'll go and step at the shop and, uh, and do some, some work there. He's a Royal Enfield dealer, and uh, right okay. now Royal Enfield is just selling like crazy. So we got a lot of good customers coming in, and, and uh, right now it's super busy there too. So I'm just kind of going nonstop right now. Well, I guess so. Maybe that's why we haven't seen you at the races for a little while. I guess the last time I saw you was at the ice races. We're going to get into that in here in just a little bit. But I want to go way back, and let's get to know Jake Matthias. So where were you born? Uh, born in Fergley, Minnesota, which is uh, just north of Minneapolis, about probably ten minutes. And uh, okay. And now I now I live in Blaine, which is probably another ten minutes north of there. So. Wow. Do you, did you like growing up in the cold, or is it no big deal because you were born there? Oh, I, I was born here, and I still hate it. I, I I like Minnesota during the summer. You can't really get any better, but the winters suck. It's it's brutal. So yeah. long and and cold, but. I don't know. Kind of used to it, but not really. Uh, there's nothing keeping you there. You can move down here to Oklahoma. You know, our winters aren't that bad. <laughs> yeah. You got a spot for me to live? Yeah, you can live in my spare bedroom. That's fine. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so how'd you get in, into motorcycles? Uh, well, we used to live um, across the street from a farm, and my dad was always into motorcycles, and uh I think that's pretty common. I think everybody gets started by their dad, but uh, he bought me a, a PW50, and I think I was about four years old, and, and I was riding that thing every day. I think that was all I really did when I was a kid, and um, they just really couldn't get me off the bike, and, and every day I just wanted to ride, and 
And then we started doing some uh, local of the district races here in Minnesota. And uh, just every year, it just got better and better. And and uh, I just had a ton of fun. My dad used to race. My brother still races. And uh, yeah, it was just something fun we did every single weekend. What kind of racetrack did you first race on? Was it a short track? Yep. So our local track is uh, the Cambridge Short Track. And uh, that's a, a short track. And... Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I grew up on was was these uh, little short tracks. We had a cool TT not uh, not too far from from uh, the short track, and uh, so I didn't really grow up on any half miles or anything. So I was just kind of always the short track, just doing the short track stuff on the weekends. Okay, so how long did you race as an amateur, or when did you turn pro? Well, uh, when we, when I was a kid, we didn't really take racing too serious. It's just kind of something we did uh, on the weekends for fun. And uh, I don't know, it just started getting better and better, and, and people wanted to start helping me out. And uh, growing up, my dad always just put me on these garbage bikes. I mean, I was just riding just piles of crap, and people started helping out. And uh, I got on some decent bikes, and uh, we ended up going on amateur nationals uh, a couple times when I was amateur. And, and then after that, I decided to, to try going pro. Actually, Bush Donahue kind of, picked me up after I had won some supermoto races and he picked me up and uh I wanted to do, do a bunch of racing so I uh was lucky, lucky enough to to have him on my side for for when I turned pro I gotcha what's your favorite racing memory oh favorite racing memory um it might have to be actually the day I uh got my national number it was uh at a race down in Tucson Arizona back in 2007 um, I feel like that's just kind of like everybody's, uh, you know, favorite memory. It's just such a big accomplishment when you're, when you're turning the amateur and going to pro and, and it's just such a big accomplishment to, to finally get your national number. And, uh, that was a big one. Um, another one was probably my first time running the Springfield mile. Um, I was, uh, my first time on a, on a twin on a, on a mile and, uh, really didn't know what to expect and i was just super super nervous and i went out for the first time in qualifying and uh i remember going on the back straightaway um talked in behind timmy's and jr schnabel and and uh jr blew a coolant line going into turn three and uh and i was drafting behind tim and he hit that coolant and crashed right in front of me and the pipes ripped off his bike and uh oh. i had nowhere to go and i had about 120 or whatever i uh in the middle of the corner i I hit his pipe dead on, and luckily somehow I didn't crash. So that wow. was, uh, yeah, my first experience on a mile, and uh, that was a, a big memory that stands out. Not necessarily a good one, but but uh, just a big, big one. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever forget that either. So, um, so what was it? What was it about motorcycle racing that appealed to you? You said you rode motorcycles every day in your backyard. So what? What about racing? Why did you start racing? I think just because my dad took me racing every single weekend, I had a lot of friends that did it, and uh, it was just so much fun. It was it was not just the racing, but it was the, it was the people, it was the friends that 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 were there every weekend too, and uh, it was kind of a way of life with that. This is all we did, and and they really didn't know anything else, and just kind of carried that on into uh, into the Cohen Pro and stuff, and it was just a really good time. All right. So let's talk about some of your previous accomplishments. You just mentioned when you earned your national number in Tucson. If I remember right, you won that semi that day, and you earned your national number 29. And 
and you've been number 29 since 2008. You're a three-time world ice racing champion, and uh, you've also got to race in the X Games. So how cool was it to race in the X Games right there near your hometown? Uh, so I've, I've watched X Games since I was a kid, and I've always been a huge fan. I've, I've always liked skateboarding, the BMX, the freestyle, and uh, and then when, when X Games came around with the phone track, I just, I just thought it would be awesome to be a part of it anyway and uh and then it came to minneapolis one year the first year and uh luckily i was i was invited for that one and uh it was so cool to have my friends and family there to watch at my first x games and uh unfortunately uh two and a half weeks before x games i was at uh, the lima national and uh got taken out in turn one of the semi and ended up separating my shoulder really bad and uh, so I got home, and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. X Games is in two and a half weeks, and my shoulder was, was not feeling too good. And uh, luckily, I, I had a good uh, doctor that he actually works with the Minnesota Vikings, and he got me going uh, with some good therapy, and, uh, and luckily I was able to, to make it to uh, compete at X Games. That's so cool. I mean, just, just walking in the X Games, I know when you race, I think we're out in the parking lot of the Mall of America, but I know you still go to the X Games, and, and how cool is it just walking to that stadium and, and all the athletes that are all over the place? Can you explain that? It's, yeah, it's kind of a surreal feeling. You walk into the stadium, and it's just it's such a nice uh, facility, and the X Games treats everybody, all the athletes, super good, and um, it's just a really, really awesome environment to be in, and yeah, to be a part of that was it was just an awesome experience. Right on. Another another big event that's that's happening is up in Milwaukee. It's Flat Out Friday, and you won that a few years ago. And then we came back the next year, and you actually stayed with me up there, and and you rode with Charlotte Keynes's number plate, I think. Uh, and Jack, Charlotte's dad, was helping you out, and you had that thing in the bag, and then you fell off with about two laps to go. So I mean, you've had some really big race wins and some big moments. But how cool was it to be running Charlotte's number? Uh, right there in her hometown with her dad helping you out. Yeah, that was awesome. That was actually the year after uh, she had passed away, and uh, and uh, I was always really close with Jack too. And uh, we had gotten together, and he he had just mentioned that it'd be cool if uh, if we uh, rode her bike at that race. And I didn't really expect to do too well, honestly, just because I think she weighed about maybe 95 pounds, and I'm about 150, so I didn't think the suspension would be even close. But I was just kind of going there to have fun. And uh, everything just kind of clicked for some reason. It was just everything was right on when we unloaded the bike and ended up feeling really good. And uh, I think I uh, didn't have the best start, but I made my way through the through the pack and got into the lead and started pulling the lead and kind of got into lap traffic with a couple laps to go and uh, unfortunately crashed. And, and it's, still a, it's still a bummer, still, still a heartbreaker, but... I plan on going to that race again uh, this next year and, uh, and see if we can redeem ourselves. There you go. Will, will you run her number plate again, or was that just kind of a, a special one-time deal? I think I think the plan is to, to keep doing that. It's just uh, it's good to get Jack out at uh, the races too, and uh, um, I know he, he really enjoys being there, and, and I I love you know being there also. And the bike works awesome. It's just kind of a good a good fit and. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I'm, uh, I feel like I need to redeem myself for that one. 
There you go. All right. I like that. So let's move on into 2019. Uh, last time I saw you was at the, the last ice race, the World Championship ice race there in uh, in March in Troy, Ohio. And it was a crazy night, if I remember right. And um, Jeremy Orr had to do had to win everything. And you had to win. You know, you, you won your heat. He won his heat. The guys got you all set up. They have a little bit different format. And then if he would pass everybody in that main event, he was going to win the championship. So I guess... The, the story goes, you started on the second row, not not dead last like he did, but you came up short. You got into a tangle up in the first corner. So do you regret starting on that second row in that main event? Uh, yes and no. I think it, it would have worked in my favor pretty good if I could have made it through the first corner without any problems. You know, to, a couple of years ago, the series was, was a lot of fun, but there just wasn't a lot of competition and, and Jeremy or really stepped it up this, uh, this last year. And he's been tough to tough to beat. And, uh, so yeah, I just got to be on it every weekend. And luckily I, uh, had a pretty good points lead going into that last race. And we, we both had our own strategy. He was starting the back row. I was starting the back row for, to make up some passing points and, uh, another heartbreaker and got tangled up with something in the first corner and, and crashed. And, and I probably missed, missed on that championship by just a couple points, but, I can't uh, give me, take anything away from him. He's just he rode awesome that whole year, and uh, and I think next year we'll be going at it again. So I'm excited for that. Also, what some people might not realize is you're just a few weeks off of having that big knee surgery on your right knee, so you actually weren't even really supposed to be riding. So what you were doing was pretty pretty awesome, and, and it, it came down to the wire, and I think that's what championships are supposed to do, and it makes it more exciting for fans. So my hat's off to you for going out there and, and giving it your all. Yeah, thanks. I was, uh, I tore my AC, my ACL and I was sitting at home on the couch, just bored out of my mind. And I was like, I think I'm just going to try to go, try to go racing this weekend. And, uh, it was just my right knee. So I figured it wouldn't be a problem, but, uh, luckily nothing, <laughs> nothing happened and, uh, just a minor crash. So, so we're all good. Right on. Well, let's talk about the AFT season this year. Uh, are you following the races at all? Do you watch them on TV? Do you watch them on fans choice at all? Oh yeah, I watch every race, and uh, I just I'm really enjoying it right now. The 450 class is just so much fun to watch, and uh, even the twins class now has has a lot of talent, and and uh, different guys are winning now, so it, it makes it really fun to watch, and uh, it's definitely something that I put put time aside for on uh, Saturday nights. Right on. So, any races really stick out to you so far? I mean, anything anything out of the ordinary, I guess, or anything really stick out to you so far? Thinking back on the first few races. Uh, I'm liking that Mikey Russ is, is doing really well, and uh, also Jesse. Um, I just I, I grew up riding with those guys, so um, I guess we're kind of veterans now. But I'm I root for those guys, and uh, I like seeing Shayna run up there too. I mean, I think she's doing great. I like watching her; she's just uh, doing really good, and she doesn't let the guys give her any crap. So, um, also I like the like like the fact that Bronson won last weekend. That was uh, pretty cool to watch. That was awesome. I mean, that, and that one, one stat that blew my mind is that's the first ever number 37 to win a Grand National Flat Track. So that was pretty cool. And just for Bronson to get his first win. So let's talk about that. Earlier, you said you're a short track kind of guy. So talk about Laconia. What did you think? I mean, is the first time, first event there? I mean, what were your thoughts? Oh, I wish I could have been at that race. I, I really I really like that style track. I know a lot of guys do like that, that type of track. Nobody's ever been there before. And uh, I feel like with, with the being rough, uh, just allows for guys to make mistakes and uh, allows for more passing and uh, 
own piercing is really good on that stuff, and Jared is good on it. But uh, I really feel like I, I could have done well there. But um, maybe next year, if they have that race again next year, I'll uh, hopefully have a have a ride lined up and can make it out to that one. That's awesome. So um, Lima is coming up this weekend. For us listeners, and I, you know, I never raced Lima at all. Uh, I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast have never raced motorcycles. So can you walk us through a lap at the Lima Half Mile? I know it was a couple of years ago since you raced there, but the track is the same every year. It's pea gravel. It's a one-of-a-kind track on the Grand National Circuit. So walk us through a lap or tell us what's so special about Lima. Ah, Lima. It's just, yeah, I remember telling Josh one time, Josh Cook, I, I ended up qualifying okay one time and, uh, I just told him you just got to turn your brain off and just go out there and hold the thing wide open. And, and as soon as you think you should turn that off, just hold it wide open and uh, and then stay on it as long as you can. And I don't know, it's just kind of a interesting track where you, it's, there's not much finesse, but it's just so much fun to hold it wide open and uh, go as fast as you can. And I had a little bit of bad luck the last time I was there, but, uh, but I still love that place. So how do you prepare for a track like that? Since there's no other track like that on the circuit, there's nowhere real good place in Minnesota to practice something like that. Do you just have to go and man up and just hold that throttle wide open? That's pretty much what I did, and it, it worked out for the most part. Uh, I think you just have to be in, in really good shape. Um, your cardio's got to be good. you got to have, have upper body strength. And uh, and like I said, you got to turn your brain off kind of and, and just kind of go for it and and I uh, hope it all works out. Well, it's part of our episode. It's time for Graham's question. She says she loved watching you race on the ice. She remembers watching you race up there at Sioux Valley Cycle Club in Sioux Falls, but she wonders if there's any other motorcycle racing you will ever she will ever see you do. So are you are you done racing flat track, or is she going to see you on the Grand National Circuit, or are you sticking to ice? Nope. I uh, I got plans uh, to do some more AFT stuff. Uh, just got to get uh, a good ride underneath me and uh, – for sure, do the ice racing series again. That's, that's a really fun series. I love I love what they got going on, and uh, I'm also really really into the off road stuff. So, but yeah, I think as far as uh, this next year, I'll I'm sure have something lined up here as, as long as I get a good bike, and uh, maybe uh, Daytona would be a good one to come back. There you go. All right. Well, it's time for our rapid fire questions. So, tell me the first thing that pops to mind when I ask you the questions. You ready? Let's do it. All right, there's three Andersons, there's two Matias, there's five of you that race. All five of you line up for a five-lap dash for cash at the Cambridge Short Track on 450s. Tell us who gets on the podium in what order. Oh, we all know We all know that there's no beating Kevin Anderson at the Cambridge Short Track. He just dominates that place. We always give him a good run for, the, for his money, but uh, between uh, Kevin winning, I think uh, me, Josh, Nick, it's, it's or Connor even, or Cole, it was always a crapshoot, so... I would say uh, Kevin wins. Actually, no. You know, I'd probably clean him out in the first corner, so I would probably <laughs> win. Kevin get last, and then probably Josh second, and then it's up to Nick and uh, Connor to battle it out for the last spot. All right, I love it. So, so you and Kevin have the same birthday. Are you guys twins? I mean, I think he he sent me a message that you guys have different dads, same mother, or something like that. I, I'm totally lost. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what happened, but we have uh, two different dads, same mom. And, uh, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we tell everybody. All right. I got you. So who's faster, you or your little brother? Oh, well, he's been winning the Harley stuff. So I think if we get on, if I were to get on a hooligan bike, I think he'd probably clean, clean my doors. But on a 450, I think I, I got him. 
So we've right. had some we've had some good battles. Yeah, that's cool. He guys uh, help push each other to go faster, right? That's what brothers do. Yep, yep. We used to train at the gym together and uh, ride together off road, ride trail, ride together. So yep, it's it's been a it's been an advantage actually riding with with Kevin, Josh, uh, you know the Andersons and uh, and my brother as well. It's kind of an advantage. Uh, we push each other all the time and uh, definitely helped out in our, in our favors for sure. All right. Summarize the 2019 AFT season in one word. Exciting. All right. I like it. So since you're not racing this weekend, I'm going to cut you a little bit of break, but uh, who's winning Lima in the singles class this weekend? Oh, singles. I'd like to see – I'm liking uh, that Mikey's been running up front. I'd like to see him go three in a row. Or uh, I like – I think Jesse goes good there too, but uh, – uh, it's hard to count out Dalton. There's so many fast guys. It's it's so it's and then Shana. She won last year too. That was a surprise to me. But uh, I think she might go good this weekend too. So it's just uh, communicating the place to watch. You sound like a politician. So who wins the production twins class? <laughs> oh, Corey's going good. So Corey always goes good at Lima. Um, I know Kale Coleman's not going. I'm gonna say Corey. <clears throat> All right, I like that. So he'll go four for four to start of the season, and the last one who's going to win the uh, big boys, the AFT Twins class. I think I'm going to go with Rob Pearson. It might be uh, a long shot, but I'm rooting for him. Uh, he got on the podium not too long ago, so so uh, I want to see him win his first uh, national. Dude, I've been waiting for him to win his first national for a long time, so I'm right there with you. So I got one more for you. What is your favorite motorcycle you've ever ridden? Got to be the XR 750. All right. I love it. I haven't I uh, haven't had a chance to ride FDR yet, so so. Okay. But, uh, the XR was always a great bike, so. So maybe one day we'll check in with you again. You might change your mind if you ride that Indian. Yeah, I just gotta go get a loan from the bank, and then maybe next month we'll have an Indian lined up. <laughs> well, that's why you're working two jobs. I understand. So yeah. we're yeah. <laughs> we're we're at the end of the episode, and it's uh, your chance to say thanks to anybody you'd like to. Well, I gotta say thanks to uh, Go Moto and, uh, and my dad for, for everything that he's done. And uh, got got a couple of sponsors: Bell Helmets and Motion Pro and Moto X. Uh, uh, thanks uh, to everybody that's always uh, uh, supporting me. And there's been a lot of people, and I just appreciate everybody and uh, and all the fans. Right on, Jake the Snake. Thanks for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at a racetrack here real soon. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll see you. See you guys soon. So did you give him the nickname Jake the Snake? You know, I did not. I, I'm not going to take credit for that one. I don't know where that came from, but... Uh, I, well, it was a wrestler, right? Like, Jake the Snake oh, yeah. was a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where it came from. There's a lot of flat trackers that get their nicknames from, like, the whole Slam and Sammy. You know, that was Sam Sneed, an old golfer. Well, I mean, it's hard to be original when, you know, nicknames have been around for so long. You're right. So. No, you're right. Well, who's another one? Oh, the 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 flying tomato. That was another that's one. That's pretty. That's pretty original. And, and a fan gave him that one down in uh, the Devil's Bowl in Texas. Actually. But it's from the other guy, right? Who? Oh, the uh, skateboarder. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's a couple of them. I'm not saying it's unoriginal, and I'm not saying I don't like them. What about what about the revolver? I gave that one to Brandon Robinson. You like that? That one. was you. That was a good one. Um, and I like the one that uh, the Dean machine. You know, there's never been another Dean machine. That's not. I don't know if you came up with that, but I remember him telling you about that one, and yeah, I've I heard like it every one. time since. 
So, oh, shoot. Well, what? You know, we forgot to mention in our opening. What's that? Dallas Daniels, this is his debut. He could be up there in the mix for the singles race also. How did we forget about Dallas Daniels? Is it because we did the podcast? We did the episode with him. That's all we talked about. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to hype that one up too much, man. Well, I don't want to jinx him either, but yeah. you know the good the good thing is he's been to all these racetracks. Even just as a spectator, as a kid growing up, he watched his dad race. I realistically, I hope he makes the main. I hope he gets a top five. Um, I just hope it's it's a good race for him and he has something to be proud of. Yeah, I mean he's racing his first Grand National. I mean you got to be proud of that. We put a lot of expectations in. Uh, on the shoulders of the younger athletes, not just a flat track, I think across all sports. So I, I don't, I don't want too much pressure on him, but I'm, you know, everybody's cheering for this kid. He's going to do awesome things and uh, really looking forward to seeing him taking some laps in Lima as a, as a grand national racer. Absolutely. You know, and what you got to look at Trent Lowe, you got Brandon kitchen. You've got a few others that were coming up that he raced against week in and week out. Yep. Those guys are struggling. So yeah. The expectations are high for Dallas Daniels. Again, I just hope for one thing, he makes the main. And for two, maybe he can go for a top five or top 10. But you know, it's tough. It's not easy. You got some of the best riders in the world, especially now in that singles class. Yeah, I mean, you know the success is gonna come with this kid too. It's just a matter of time uh, or when it's gonna happen, right? So um, definitely looking forward to him spinning laps, but understanding these are the best racers in the world um, on dirt. So some of the best racers on on dirt, so. Yeah. Did, did you see his helmet? His helmet is so sick. It's so it badass. Sick. It's got yeah. Earl's race team on there. That's oh, Earl that's Hayden. So badass. Sixty nines on the back. Oh man, it's so cool. Yeah, you know he's got to be stoked about that one too. So, um, look forward to seeing that one going around the uh, the old Lima Half Mile this weekend, man. It's gonna be a good one. Before, I can't wait. Before we wrap it up, you know what the flat track fact is? No, but I bet you're gonna tell me. I am because this is what I look forward to. I'm a stats guy and yeah. I look back at, at the history of Lima. We've been going there since, you know, the eighties. Twenty-nine Harley Davidsons have won main events there. What? Two Hondas, that was back in the day. Only two Hondas. Ricky Graham won in ninety three, Ronnie Jones won in the eighties on Honda RS seven fifties. One Kawasaki, that was Briar a couple years ago, and then Jared last year on one Indian. So it's been a Harley Davidson dominated track until the last few years so that's unbelievable uh, that's just incredible to me yeah well maybe it is harley's turn you never know i mean they got it you know they're suiting up putting on their helmets and they're going for it just like the indian riders are so it, it could be anybody it might be a repeat on an indian we'll have to wait and see i gotta say one thing that was badass about laconia there was like a moment where like the top five bikes were different oems you remember that point of the race do you remember that or top four at I- least Maybe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. In yeah. the singles class, it's like that almost every week. But the twins yeah. class, you know, the AFT twins have been dominated by Indians the past few seasons. But it was cool to have the other brands up there. You know, there was a Harley up there. There was the Indian, of course, Kawasaki. Yamaha. Um, yep. It's Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been pretty exciting. So uh, you're right. Yeah, it's cool to see see them competitive week in and week out. And not just, I mean, the Indians still kind of dominating, but the others are knocking on the door. That's right. So I'm going to say it before you do. <laughs> Thanks to all our listeners. Yes. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends. And we appreciate all the feedback. Carter, you've been sending me a lot of the feedback from our fans. And, man, we totally appreciate it. Um, I love the, the ones you sent me. I believe that was on Wednesday this week that we, yeah. we received. And, man, it's some good stuff. 
we appreciate everybody who listens to our podcast and uh I actually had a friend of mine call me up, said they saw an off the groove sticker going down the road on the back of a car. Get out of so, here. That was pretty dang cool. We haven't even handed out that many. I know. So that's that's even, badass. That's even cooler. That's yeah. super badass. Um, All right. That's pretty cool. We're, we're rolling. People are seeing us rolling down the highway on vehicles. That's what I'm talking about. Check that box. Love it. Done. All right. It. Let's get the hell out of here, dude. I got stuff to do. I'm going to Southway. Hey, car- Hey, Carter. What? Keep it on four wheels. I'll try. Everybody else keep it on two. Yep. Have fun Have fun playing motocross. I'm going to have fun in Lima. <sighs> You're going to have much more fun than me, but... Well... It's two wheels. You never know. Two wheels... That's what? What did they say? Four wheels move the... Four wheels move the body, two wheels move the soul. Oh, there you go. I like it. Yeah. I can't remember who said that. That's pretty cool. All right, man. I'm getting out. All right, man. Peace. Good week. See ya. Talk to you next week. Yeah, talk to you next week. Episode number 86. Bam! Peace. We do every 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 episode. Then we put it we put it at the end. Like this is gonna go in the end. All right, I'm done for real for real. For real for real. I'm stopping recording now. Stop.